served with hoorah. You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's Bad With Money with Gabby Dunn. Hello and welcome to this week's Bad With Money mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn, your host. Quick question, did you check out this week's episode about setting goals with Paula Pant of the Afford Anything podcast and Francesca Ramsey of MTV's Decoded? If you didn't, you should. I learned so much and also Fran and I shared some truly cheesy but effective motivational (laughs) tips. I just posted about one on Instagram about having a motivational quote as your phone background. I understand that it's really woo-woo, but please go enjoy the episode. On today's show... We're going to cover your stories. You guys wrote in so many emails about returning to the office after working from home. I am truly stoked to read those. And then we're also going to talk about electric truck company Rivian recently becoming the world's third most valuable car company. I'm deep in the stock market, you guys, and it's um, the worst game I've ever played. And then we're going to be covering a little bit about what's going on with you guys. You are lighting up the Discord server. You are sending me voice memos. You guys are responding to this mailbag series. Chef's kiss. So first I'm going to hear from you guys. And then in the second half of the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about Rivian. Okay, so here is an email from Joaria, and it says, Hi, Gabby. Thanks for your great podcast. The most recent mailbag episode discussed the request from corporates to come back to the office, and I'd like to share my experience. I work in one of the big four accounting firms in South Africa, and we too have been asked to come back to the office at least two to three times a week. They've cited collaboration and company culture as well. Most of my colleagues and I feel we are way more productive working from home, and it's pointless to be in the office. There are people in our office who are unvaccinated, oh no, and they're the people that often don't wear their masks, oh no, while at the office, which is frustrating for everyone. We have only administered vaccines to 20% of the population and are nowhere near for it to be safe to be back in the office full time. I think this drive to get people to the office is failing, but there have been discussions to possibly penalize people if they don't adhere to the requirement. I had hoped this pandemic had taught them that remote working is possible and is much more beneficial, but I guess not. Yay, capitalism. Anyways, I know the quote-unquote great resignation is big in the U.S., and I think it's also gaining some momentum here, but our country has an unemployment rate of 34.4%, and management makes it out as if quitting your job is ungrateful, considering our high unemployment rate. Hope this gave some insight into corporates in South Africa. Thanks once again for the podcast, Joaria. Yeah, we were going to talk about the great resignation, but basically it's that people, quote unquote, don't want to work, although really what's happening is people are realizing that they're not being paid a living wage. And so making your employees feel like they are grateful to work somewhere that's not treating them well is sinister and shitty. Okay, this email is from Katerina. It says, hey, Gabby, love the show, and I always listen day of. Podcasts keep me company while I work from home. Smiley face. Yay, day of listener. We love you. I'm writing to answer your request from the most recent mailbag episode about the return to work plans from companies. I work at a fairly big company, 10,000 people, and we're a Canadian hardware store chain that has locations all across Canada. I work at the head office in Ontario, making flyers for the stores that are distributed nationwide. We went home at the end of March 2020 and literally have not been back to the office since. There's been absolutely zero problems working from home, and everyone I work with in the marketing department agrees that working from home has been great. 
However, our HR department released the return to work plan this summer and it totally pissed people off. Essentially, they want us in the office three out of five days. People freaked out and the return to work date has passed, November 1st, and has now been moved to sometime in 2022. And the reasons for wanting us back are total BS. According to HR, it allows for the most effective collaboration between teams. What is with this word collaboration? To ensure team member relationships are maintained and fostered. Okay. To balance company and personal needs. I don't know what that means. Okay, back to Katerina. Mostly it just seems like an excuse for them to monitor our behavior at work. Not to mention we'd be squished into a little cubicle farm that wouldn't even allow enough space for social distancing. Big yikes. Fingers crossed this does not end up happening. My manager and her boss are both fighting together to make things better for our team. I would really prefer to be able to keep working from home. Anyways, keep doing the good work. Love from Canada, Katerina. What is with this word collaboration? Jeez. As if people can't collaborate on the internet. I don't know. Anyway, this is an email from So Nerdy, who also left an Apple review. I remember your name. Hi, Gabby. I'm writing in response to your question about reasons given by employers for ending remote work, quote unquote, post-pandemic. I work as administrative staff at a small private university in Southern California. While I felt very supported during the pandemic, re-pre-vaccines and while epidemiologists struggled to understand the transmission, as soon as the vaccine was widely released, we were informed we had to return to campus. The reason? Our school culture depends on individualized education for our students. But my position does not interact with students, except occasionally by email. Additionally, I am immune compromised and it is documented, so the vaccine doesn't provide me the same protection as the general population. Since returning, I have had to cover reception areas because other employees left, putting me in contact with more people than even before. I have, thanks in large part to your podcast, made requests that would improve my happiness, comfort, and safety at work within these new scenarios. I have yet to be accommodated and am nearing my breaking point. I truly love my job and I really want to stay if I could feel safe and appreciated. You know, just the bare minimum. That's me, Gabby, talking. I try to keep perspective that many others have it worse or were stuck working with the public during a scary unknown time. I also hold both things to be true simultaneously. Others are struggling and I am struggling. Thanks again for all you do. Your podcast and presence make me, a queer disabled woman with OCD and rheumatoid arthritis who presents as heterosexual and healthy, feel seen and valid in my existence. Best, so nerdy. Mostly I'm impressed that you typed all that out on your phone. (laughs) Yeah, feeling safe at work should literally be the bare minimum. It's really wild. Okay, here's an email from Charlie. Like I said, you guys really had a lot of feelings about returning to work. Hi, Gabby. First time writer, long time listener. I have been almost 100% work from home since March 2020. I work as an accountant for a mid-sized insurance company in Ohio. On November 1st, 2021, my employer required everyone to be back at the office at least three days a week with no vaccine mandate. Their reasoning is to allow collaboration and to make sure our office culture is maintained. Collaboration and culture are literally starting to trigger me as words. The real reason is probably that my company finished building a multi-million dollar new office space in 2019. Oh no. And we barely got to use it before the pandemic started. They want us back at the office to pay for lunches in the cafeteria and to use all the space they spent so much money on. Does not seem worth it to me. We already have had a few cases of COVID-19 in my department, loose masking requirements, and low staffing due to turnover. It's pretty bleak. But I always listen to your podcast while working and you help me get through the days. Love the podcast and you. Keep up the good work. Can't wait to see what else you do, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. That's a really lovely thing to say. Aaron writes, 
My company didn't even bother with a reason. We have just been told this is our schedule. Two on and one off. They didn't waste time with an excuse. We complain that we have been less effective and efficient than pre-return in August, but no one listened. Wow. Thank you, Aaron. That was also a very efficient comment. It was just an email that was two lines. I love it. So now we're going to hear one voicemail about working from home and how one person's office has decided people should come back in the worst way possible. And then we're going to hear another voicemail about financial literacy and the specific class this person took. That's actually really cute. Hi, Gabby. This is Amanda. Um, I work for a large company in office and for a year and a half, everyone worked from home just fine. There were a few hiccups naturally, but for the most part, we were able to get all our work done. There wasn't an issue with us working from home, but the company I work for is very insistent that we all be working in the office together. Okay. So what they did was have us offer to disclose our vaccination status oh, no. first. And like they would give us a bonus if we said we were vaccinated and registered with them. Then they sent out invitations so that the people who are vaccinated were asked to come back into the office. And they give us notice, but still, it wasn't optional. It was, you are vaccinated, you have to come back to the office on this date. And you do not have the option to sometimes work from home. It's like one of those things where occasionally up to your manager's discretion, you could work from home. But the idea is that, no, you will be full-time in the office now. Meanwhile, the unvaccinated people, they were keeping home, but now they're trying to bring them back. So they've actually split us into separate buildings. Oh my God, stop. So the vaccinated people are going to be in one building. No. And the unvaccinated people are going to be in the other building. Horrible. And they're going to have to wear masks all the time and get tested for COVID and it just seems completely ridiculous, and it seems even stupider to have teams split up between two buildings. Oh, my like, God. Like, I don't understand why it's a benefit to have them working in the same place if they're not actually even working anywhere near each other. Oh, my God. Anyway, thanks. Love the podcast. Oh, my God. What are they going to do? Have you guys play, like, flag football against each other? No, because you'd be in too close of contact. What's that? Wow, I have not heard of anything like that. That is um, correct. It's stupid. Next voicemail. Hi, Gabby. I'm Jennifer from Portland, Oregon. I love your show. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I love listening every week. Um, you've taught me so much. Um, your financial literacy episode reminded me that in high school, I took an AP econ class with a teacher who really wanted to teach us at least the basics of how markets and investing work. She even held a weekend workshop where she told us all to bring our grandparents so we could have an intergenerational financial literacy day. I don't remember what exactly we learned because my friend's grandma was a hottie and we spent the whole day watching all the grandpas flirt with her, but I wish I'd paid more attention because I think that's a great idea. Maybe other schools could try something similar, but thank you for all you do. I really appreciate it. Bye. That is incredible. I have not heard of anyone else doing an intergenerational class. I love that idea. I like anything that requires grandparents to be at school. Although I will say we had grandparents day at my school and we played a kickball game, not with them. They just watched and I broke, I fully broke my arm in front of my grandparents and they were traumatized. So, you know, win some, lose some. When we get back, we're going to talk about how you guys are popping off in the Discord, and we're also going to read some reviews and talk about Rivian. Stay tuned. Okay, 
Okay, so there is a Bad With Money Discord server, which I will link below. And you guys are popping off there. There has been a lot of talk about a couple of things. One is a comment from Iguana talking all about the housing crisis and about Zillow. And one thing that this person wrote that I thought was interesting was, I'll quote here, one other thing that the Zillow rep kept saying, make minor repairs. Lady, you also used the example that selling homes normally is a hassle because you got to fix a ton of stuff. Given that Zillow buys houses sight unseen, something does not add up. Every single friend who bought a house recently has something major go wrong. So I don't buy the minor repairs BS. It was a good interview, but I wish you'd been a bit more aggressive with her follow-up questions. I agree. I was kind of thrown actually during that interview by how forthcoming she was. So I, I wasn't as aggressive as I would normally be. But I think sometimes it's good to let them hang themselves with their own words. By the way, Iguana, I did reply and I said you should record the rest of what you wrote in a voice memo so everyone can hear it. There's also been some more talk of class action lawsuits. Kayla Justine on the Discord was talking about a TikTok private settlement, which people can sign up for. Also, a lot of people were saying that even if you get $1.50 or if you get $50 or whatever from these settlements, even if it's not like a huge settlement, <laughs> they like to do them. And they're like saying that it's super fun to even get $1.50 as a check in the mail, which I kind of appreciate. So all these people on the Discord were basically sharing their stories about how you can get a settlement from different companies. One person, Kirst, said they got 91 cents from a Bank of America settlement, which feels like a joke. Yeah, I definitely appreciated everyone sharing there. I think uh, you can all really help each other get little checks, which honestly kind of probably adds up. I also wanted to talk about a comment from Kelly, which said, I listened when I got ready for work this morning. I'm really excited to implement some of the tips Gabby and their guests talked about and to discuss them with my therapist tonight. And that was about our episode on Wednesday about setting goals, which, you know, we love when you guys say you're going to talk to your therapist. <laughs> Nothing I love more than that. Here are a couple five-star reviews from Apple. This is from Robin1042. It says, great advice. This podcast is always interesting with good ideas. Today's mailbag about the Travis Scott concert is truly helpful. Gabby warns everyone to check the terms of agreement for the refund and gives a clear explanation why. Very, very helpful. Thanks for taking the time and for getting us the info we need. Oh, of course. I don't want anyone getting screwed out of any money. Another five-star review from Julia S. 12,000 says, Listen to this pod. Gabby covers topics in an approachable, engaging, and entertaining fashion. I so appreciate their willingness to cover tough topics and provide different perspectives. 10 out of 10 podcast, highly recommend. P.S. While I love binging podcasts, I've started listening to this one on the day it comes out. All hail Gabby. Yes! I love, I love, I don't know why this has turned into a thing where you guys have started saying like my liege or like all hail or whatever about me, I guess, demanding that you listen on day of, but I, I don't know where this came from, but I do appreciate the deference. So now, thank you for all of that. I think we got through most of you guys writing in. I don't want these to be too long. You guys wrote in about a ton of other stuff that I will cover next week, I promise. I know that we got a lot of emails, and if you're frustrated, I'm sorry. But we'll read your email next week. I know there were a ton more. So now I'm going to read some names that joined our Patreon. These people have joined patreon.com slash Dunn for bonus clips from this show, but also my little diary entries that I write, not to brag. That's right, I'm a writer. You guys knew that. Okay, 
So the latest patrons are Shally, Patrick, Rose, M.W., Eleanor, Meg, Emily, Blair, Amrita, Rachel, Shauna, Jay, Susanna, Taryn, Jenny, and Jasper. You can join at patreon.com slash Gabby Dunn. Do it, do it, do it. Okay, so now I want to close out by talking about Rivian. Rivian is a car company that the stock kind of shot up. I am curious about a company that has had zero dollars in sales. They've made, I think, 156 cars total as of November 17th when we're recording this. But they shot up because they're a competitor to Tesla. And Elon Musk, I don't know if you saw him replying to Bernie Sanders being like, I didn't even know you were still alive, which is so rude and unnecessary. But anyway, so yeah, Rivian stock kind of shot up. It's brand new. There's a couple electric car companies that are getting a lot of press right now, including another one called Lucid, another one called Neo. I actually don't know if it's called Neo or if the stock ticker is just NIO. But, you know, as we've said on the show before, I'm a beginner with the stock market, like truly a beginner. If you want to go listen to our episode with Anna Akana, that's like where I started. And that was, you know, this year. So basically, there is a huge split in the stock community with people talking about if it makes sense to buy into a company that's so untested. I talked to some people about it, and it really depends on how comfortable you are with volatility. I also saw some people on Reddit where I look at all my stock market news, for better or worse. That's not true. I also look at Yahoo Finance. But people were saying that they were thinking of buying it short term and then selling it like as soon as it hits a high. Feels a lot like gambling to me. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure about Rivian. I just wanted to keep you guys abreast of what's going on in the stock market. As little as I know, if you're slightly interested, that's the company you should be reading about. I will say, Anna mentioned in the episode a class that she took with Tyrone Jackson, and I signed up for that class. Total transparency here, I signed up for that class. So I'm actually halfway through it, and I've been doing a few covered calls. I was selling covered calls on Pinterest, and I was selling covered calls on a company called Catapult. But Anna then corrected me and said that you shouldn't really sell cover calls on anything lower than $75 premium which I didn't know. So, you know, I'm making mistakes as I go along, but I'll let you guys know how this class is that I'm taking. I'm going to let you guys know how my journey in the stock market is going, my brand new journey in the stock market, if you're interested. If you are new to the stock market or if you have thoughts on me starting this journey, please write in to gabbyisbadwithmoney at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts or opinions. Let me know topics that you think I should be covering. Let me know if you think Rivian is gonna just tank. (laughs) You can also leave me a voicemail at 844-474-4040. I also just wanna let you know I haven't bought Rivian. I I just am curious uh, about these sort of stocks that shoot up, you know, and then largely shoot back down. I don't think I'm gonna buy it. You can also email me a voice memo if you prefer. These last two were great, perfect length. Thank you so much for them. Please send them. Don't forget to listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Please, please, please. There's also a Facebook page for the show, which I will link in the description. I don't mean to be hard on you guys, but please listen to the show the day it drops. It really, really, really makes a difference, I swear. Also, leaving an Apple review makes a difference. If we didn't get to your comment or to your email, we're a little backed up, but we will get to it. 
please send more emails. If you have any insight into the stock market, let's hear it. Okay, love you. Bye. Done.